<laughs> well, hello, hello and welcome to Audio Freaks. Uh, we are we've got a special episode for you today, as you can hear. Uh, we're we're going to talk about some crazy audio, but. Um, Jake is is uh, is not able to join us, uh, no. so um, I'm, I'm I've been I've got with me um, someone uh, very special, uh, and that is Dora Dale. Hello, Dora. I was told I was supposed to start with the horn pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Which I generally do. I was going to say, is that not that's that's the beginning of most things. Standard MO, hit the bar, <laughs> hornpipe, fags. <laughs> yeah. So Dora, I mean I don't know um Can I just say I'm no <laughs> expert on body language. <laughs> but watching you on the zoom now, I, I saw your your hands go up to your head and it, it's sort of a bit like monkeys when they're faintly distressed. Do you want a cigarette? <laughs> no, that's just what I do uh, generally. I I I, uh, I give off that vibe of being uh, distressed, but it's not. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> you are. You're so fine. <laughs> You're so fine. Well, that that um, that ties in. I mean, I do feel it's great to have you here, it's but great I do to have you. Feel, <laughs> I do feel that. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're famous for your uh, radio appearances uh, with Martin with Martin Kellner. Yes, and I feel that you're being unfaithful to him by appearing uh, with me. Well, um, we have an agreement. Do you, M Martin? understands that I am a woman. I have <laughs> does, the needs. Does he? I have the needs of three women. <laughs> and we came to an arrangement where we agreed that I could do whatever I like. <laughs> Shall I tell you what I like? <laughs> well we we might get I like to that. You. <laughs> We might get to that, Happy I'm sure. Valentine's Day. Well, exactly. I mm. mean, it's it, obviously, it, obviously, you would have had an amazing Valentine's Day, I'm sure. I did. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, I I live in assisted accommodation. Yes. Which the more you think about it, the filthier it sounds. <laughs> and we we have a good time something <laughs> happened during lockdown because of course we didn't have any visitors no so we had to make our own fun <laughs> yes absolutely we all went through that we we had an abundance raffia <laughs> which we used to make an assortment of love swings <laughs> And assorted nooses, slings, <laughs> general support. Yes, well, that's very creative. You should come and see me. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Are you to see me? <laughs> maybe soon, maybe. I mean, I feel like, I, I think lockdown's still very much in place. I don't know whether... No, no, everything's no, I think it's wide open and ready for you. <laughs> 
No, I, I think it's it's better to be safe. You know, I think. At uh, my age, David, you <laughs> cast caution to the wind. <laughs> well, um, mm. well, with with Don't Valentine's Day in mind. In your shirt now, very <laughs> Carry on, Valentine's Day, Carry With on. Valentine's Day in mind, I thought it would be worth me uh, playing a lot of audio that is related to love and romance did you have a good valentine's day uh i did i had a lovely day actually what happened well i went to work and then uh mm-hmm. uh but then i had a very nice meal visitor oh meal. <laughs> what did you uh, eat <laughs> Did you I had, it all out? I, I cooked uh, a, a a dish by Ottolenghi. Do you know Ottolenghi? If you show me the general configuration, I'm sure <laughs> I'll get the hang of it. Uh, it was very it like, nice. No. It had a lot of... I'm thinking of Cunnilingi. <laughs> no, Ottolenghi's different. Right. It had a lot of cumin and turmeric i think you've pronounced that wrong but i, <laughs> but I bet it did ha- i bet it had an enormous <laughs> amount of cumin and zatar had zatar bless you <laughs> it is well a lot of zatar had a zatar pesto mm-hmm. um but what is I mean I'd I'd be interested to know mm. uh Dora what does love and romance uh, mean to you Well it's it's a very fluid thing okay <laughs> Love can be you know a, a decades long relationship like my dear departed husband yeah. Sorry v- v- <laughs> my my Sorry. former husband Right Sometimes, though, a love can burn brightly and fiercely. Yes. Like like a shooting star. It could only last for 20 minutes around the back of a skip. Around <laughs> the back of the Savoy, like that time. Without Bodhi. But <laughs> what does it mean to you? Or, um, well... Actually, that is that's a, that's a fantastic uh, segue into our first song. We should have some music straight away. We I've shall. got a song from the voice of romance himself, uh, and everyone will, will know who that is. <laughs> the, the late Barry Cry. I know you're very big on dead people on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm going with someone who's who's been a long lot longer um That's it is <laughs> it is the voice of romance himself richard tauber with a beautiful song about something that you've just said about about love burning bright and and mm. you know and and, and, and all that and all that yeah. <laughs> let's have a listen this is a beautiful song have a listen may be lonely I find romance in my dreams while I am waiting for only one night of love <laughs> one solid night that's all it's plenty isn't it yeah 
You're doing it right. Happens all the time. impressive isn't it that was so him i knew him you know <laughs> did you and you know he he once showed me he could shatter a wine glass yes with his voice no no <laughs> quite a trick though but we he had was... to rush him to hospital <laughs> bled out from his groin never saw him again he was uh, he was Austrian. I don't know. Uh, obviously, his accent was uh, very good there. But it, um, mm. he uh, was uh, he was born in eighteen ninety one, uh, and um, he 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 was obviously an operatic singer who uh, had great success in film as well as seven hundred over seven hundred gramophone records. Crikey! Yeah. Yes, he did a lot of films. He um, did. He he did. But the thing is, his first film that he uh, appeared well, he didn't appear in. He recorded a song for a silent film, uh, which what? was then played on a gramophone, like whenever they showed the film. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, that was in "I Kiss Your Hand, Madame," mm. nineteen twenty-nine. There was a sequel. <laughs> it wasn't a hand. But he spent a lot of time in the UK. He he. Uh, so you I probably know. did. Yeah. Yeah, he, I did. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, uh during the war he came in and, and lived in the uk and uh and obviously there wasn't a lot of opera being staged then so, so that's when he recorded all of his records and yeah. did a lot of radio work um yes. but uh well, but it's I really courageous of him to flee to london during the yeah. war <laughs> Uh, but uh, he was very, very popular, and also he I had um, he had uh, a very elegant appearance uh, at first. <laughs> he had a slight squint in one eye. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> it was. He just got off the boat, and well, never mind. Uh, but he would disguise that by wearing a monocle, uh, and then then stick a top hat on, and he um. was. Uh, the gentleman uh, he, uh, yeah, again <laughs> at first you know um, we can all change can't we <laughs> and it's so exciting when we do <laughs> would you describe yourself as a gentleman David I'd say so yes I mean you know certainly when choosing uh, which door to go through uh, pardon me <laughs> I generally go through the one Mark Gentleman. They generally do say that still. <laughs> I had Don't that I? tattoo covered over, but certainly. 
So um, I'm going to talk. I mean, obviously, one night of love. It's very. It's a. It's a, it's it's a very innocent it, and. It's it's plenty if you're doing it right. <laughs> but it made me think about the uh, the 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 sort of connotations of the word love and mm. of um, what it can mean. So many different meanings. Mm. And um, two. And I've got. I've got <laughs> there's so many. I've. Uh, I, I, I've been looking at in the uh, in the OED. It's that it's that brilliant uh, introduction to any speech, which Brilliant. is obviously what's the definition? Well, the Oxford English yeah. Dictionary. Said, yeah, so yeah. I'm doing that. I accept so. your apology. <laughs> but uh, love noun also verb <laughs> also filthy. I haven't gone with the first one, but interestingly. Uh, I, I thought of all of the things, the phrases. I mean, making love uh, is yeah. obviously is not, you know, it wasn't always a, a filthy thing. Making love, it's you know, a beautiful thing between <laughs> two filthy people. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it originally, mm. obviously, it only meant you know flirtation or conversation aimed at encouraging an amorous encounter, uh, as the dictionary says. Um, so where? making <laughs> in a way no no yes. no yes. <laughs> uh, but i've got some examples of that which i think uh, they just illustrate that so this is this this has got the old meaning in 1829 uh, there's a uh, uh, w cobbett wrote it is an old saying praise the child and you make love to the mother uh, which is which is a which is you know we can all we can all <laughs> we can all get behind that <laughs> Uh, lovely little Anthony Trollope uh, wrote uh, in 1867 go into any public dancing room of Vienna where the girls from the shops and the young men from their desks congregate to waltz and make love not at the same time yeah I mean they they were some slippery flowers in Vienna (laughs) dancing was impossible (laughs) it's rather like a nightclub in Berlin I was taken to once (laughs) suddenly shouted slip and slide and all the gen- <laughs> oh dear I, no and that and then and then and they made and then, love all over the floor and <laughs> exactly i'm just making love and um and in 1948 even i mean you would feel like this one they is, knew uh, what they were talking about yeah. come off it <laughs> well, 1948 ws Morm uh wrote her lover diego no longer came to the window at night to make love to her through the iron grill <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's quite a feat it's quite impressive depends how big the grill was doesn't yes. it it's either exactly. very impressive or rather pathetic uh, yeah grill sort of she, brings to mind a, a, a quite a fine mesh mixed, mixed <laughs> um but um, yes when's the last time you made love to someone <laughs> In the old meaning, in the, in uh, the what? well, in the yeah. <laughs> in the old way, obviously, every day I'm making love, uh, and uh, that's that's uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's it's you know, make love, not war. That's the same thing, right? That's that's about it's peace. It's not about um, it's not about um, romantic things. It's making. Have you loves. ever been to a love in? I I went to a few John Lennon. Did you? Yes. Rather a pathetic 
figure of a man. <laughs> Obsessed with filming everything. What happens at a love-in then? It's just everyone having a great. I mean, having everyone. (laughs) Everyone being nice. Just making love. But making love in the old way. Well, they're not making war. (laughs) No. It tends to. I mean, you've got to bear in mind it was. It was sort of the sixties and seventies, and the smell was incredible, David. Body odor, fags, wet dog, chip pants. <laughs> Just very evocative of a certain and, and time. Yeah, ter- ter- <laughs> terrible. Well, that's again, you've managed to segue perfectly. It's almost like. It's almost as if I hacked your computer and I can exactly. watch you whenever I like on your webcam, <laughs> which I do. <laughs> well, we, I am going to take you back to the 60s now. I saw you making love. Yeah, and go on. <laughs> I'm going to take you back to the 60s with um, an excerpt from a record by Helen Gurley Brown. Now, Helen Gurley Brown, who wrote Sex and the Single Girl. Right. In 1962, and you may remember, it was a big, it was a big uh, bestseller, mm-hmm. uh, and it was an advice book uh, that encouraged women to become financially independent and experience sexual relationships before or without marriage. Mm. So uh, it was quite, um, yeah, I know. Shocking stuff. Yeah. So this was shocking. Did you uh, give you any tips on, you know, where to put it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll hear a bit. It's not, it's not very explicit, but it's, um, but it's all about, it's all about the women just basically, you know, taking charge in a way. It's it, well, well, basically this is 1960. Up, yeah, up, up to a point, ladies, <laughs> up to a point. Never going to be CEO of the... <laughs> no, exactly. In 1962, this was... I mean, I think people have taken this book... It was made into a film, uh, the book. It, it was. was. Made with, uh, Would um, this be a good one for charades? <laughs> it's a... Uh, and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and... Yes. Uh, Harry Potter and the... No, mm. uh, right. Um, it's, um, it was uh, Tony Curtis and Natalie Wood. Uh, film and what happened was uh, Warner right. Brothers she had their rights the, to, to, to the film and the book and everything and so Helen Gurley Brown wanted to record a record of the of the book uh, but she couldn't because Warner Brothers she'd sold her rights so basically uh, she had to do something else so she came up with more uh, more advice just do more advice f- for ladies and for men ladies um, when grilling sandwiches like what's <laughs> left <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't read Sex and the Single Girl, so I don't know whether it's it probably there's a probably a bit of an overlap. I imagine Sex and two single girls. <laughs> exactly, one sex, two single. Okay, he. Uh, so she did uh, this new record called Lessons in Love, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so she's there's there's the, 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 the book has been cited as one of the. Uh, sort of Worst. research uh, materials for Mad Men for the series Mad Men, so right. it's that sort of um, it's that sort of time, and uh, and yeah, I mean, <clears throat> in many ways, uh, she's giving good advice, mm. um, but it, it, yes, it's it, even though it may have been quite uh, revolutionary at the time. It might be less revolutionary yeah. now. We're all at it now. Go on, then. 
Do you want to hear? So basically, I've got a little bit of her advice for girls uh, looking for love. Otolengi. <laughs> looking for love. Uh, and if they've got a certain obstacle in the way, let's have a listen to her oh, advice. Boy. This is Helen Gurley Brown again, speaking to girls this time oh. who are, in my opinion, the luckiest of sexes. Of course. I think life is of all luscious of them. when you're a girl, <laughs> and the most luscious part of all is loving a man. Oh. I'd like to start this girl chat with a facet of love that's interested me most of my life, and that is, how do you love a man or, or find a man to love when you aren't pretty? Some people think I am pretty, and, well, I admit I do look better than I used to, but I can remember what it was like to be the less pretty one in every single girlfriend combination and to be looked over and, and then never you always end up at the back, don't you? <laughs> insisted on a dazzler for a date. It's, it's okay. Everybody likes to look at pretty girls. Of course. What? Class. But how do we unspectacular ones compete? Oh. I'm sure you know the obvious ways, being a personality whiz and listening like you've been snake charmed when a man opens his mouth and being firm of bosom and lithe of figure. Pardon? Also, what? you know the dreamy dresses, even if you have to hold three jobs at one time to afford them and splash perfume all over you, or better still, drench cotton with it and tuck it in your bra. Oh. If you aren't doing all these things, my plain friend, oh. then you don't really want a man. Yeah. All right. But, you know, I've Come on, then. years and years of studying these first meetings, and as you know, I married late, oh. I, I've decided that an oh, ordinary-looking yeah. girl does have something going for her. Oh. I don't subscribe to that ridiculous notion that she looks as good as a beauty, but I do believe some plainish girls have a kind of delicate, delicious advantage, and... That is their need, their almost uncontainable longing to make good with this man. <laughs> A well-known female connoisseur once mused, Why is it flat-chested girls are the sexiest in the world? Oh, God. They have to be, I said. <coughs> and it's true. If you lack the cleavage that's bound to please, but you crave love and, and to be courted just as much as the bosomy girl, oh then I, I think we concave ones almost will ourselves into a certain surface kind of sexiness at least. There you go. If you're not firm of bosom, then, no. uh, you know, you, there, there's the advice for you. <laughs> she didn't talk about what if they're banging against your knees. <laughs> you could either be firm of bosom or flat chest, yeah. Bosom, absolutely. <coughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Y but mine well. are like clackers now. <laughs> <laughs> but surely with support, they're still f firm. Anyway, listen, I, listen. <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk about that. I use them to hold my hair back when I'm doing my makeup. <laughs> uh, but. No. <laughs> no, no, um, but, no, <laughs> but uh, some good advice there if David. you are plain. Uh, I mean, you know, in terms of uh, uh, the most important thing, obviously, finding a man. And, uh, and obviously, plain girls have to work harder. That's what makes them so attractive, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, what she's really saying is you've got to do all the mucky business. Yeah. And that's fine. <laughs> David? Yes. It's been a long time since we last spoke. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> You're a busy, successful man. Uh, yeah. Young, vital, 
thrusting. <laughs> do you do you, do you ever think about me? Uh, of course. Uh, because I I think about you. Well, that's nice. Thanks every very time. much. <laughs do you There's, think about me every time? Uh, no, I, I just uh, sometimes. Yeah, uh, I do, and then, <laughs> and then, and then I stop thinking about you, and and uh, of course, uh, nature you know. takes its course. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I'm thinking about you right now. Okay, well that's because I'm here. It's fine. Mm. Uh, so you mm, know, it would be interesting. Don't stop. <laughs> Don't stop talking. So um, mm -hmm. we're gonna have another song about Quickly. love before. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Before we have um, uh, so, uh, one of the requests, and. Um, we're gonna go with possibly the most romantic song uh of all the ones that i've chosen oh. uh this is by a man called wooshi he's called wooshi spukamoto oh. uh and uh there's not much known about wooshi uh this may be a recording uh from some uh karaoke collection that he has uh, it's a cassette that was found in a thrift, thrift store. Mm. <clears throat> Get your uh, lips around that. And only... <laughs> and the cassette had two words written on it only. And those <laughs> the were... The second one was off. Wooshy. <laughs> and Spukamoto. Right. And uh, his version of the classic song, Lady... Uh, and it's a beautiful thing. So let's have a listen. Lovely, lovely. Lady, <laughs> I'm your lucky shining eye. You have made me what I am. Kicking in. Yes. There you go. Lovely. Lovely. I've realised what this is. Yes. What we're doing here. Okay. <laughs> it's like you've put on a mixtape for making love to. But the well, challenge is increasingly harder with yes. every new song and it's yes just to see how far can we get it's an endurance test. yes exactly well with helen Gurley brown i felt that 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 might be <laughs> that might be tricky no, that really uh, got me in but the zone <laughs> but wooshy uh yeah mm. well, well that's um that's another Wooshy level she will take you over the edge it was certainly whoosh um but uh 
Uh, I felt the toms could have been a little bit louder in the mix. <laughs> a little higher. Exactly. <laughs> really want them to cut through. You do. You do. It's the most important instrument. It's like, a, you know, it's like the cowbell. Um, but um, one of the other things, uh, you know, I was talking about making love earlier. And... <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Uh, I'm careful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And uh, one of the other th- items that jumped out at me uh, from the uh, Oxford English Dictionary was uh, another perfectly innocent um, phrase, which is uh, obviously coined by Shakespeare, the love shaft. Uh, the which, The love shaft. Shakespeare. Is that a new uh, high rise very in London? Old <laughs> It's very, very old. And I just thought, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear the origin. If that was Midsummer Night's Dream, Cupid loosed his love shaft smartly from his bow. That is, um, that oh. is Shakespeare gave us that. And is he, be- he is being dirty there, though, isn't he? I, no, I don't think yeah, so. I think so. I think so, <laughs> I think he, he is. Well, this is the thing. I'm thinking, you know, all, all of these uh, phrases and, and, and little uh, words, uh, and, you know, in our minds, in our modern minds, everything seems very dirty. And When uh, did you last loosen your love shaft? Well, see, I don't have one. <laughs> what? I don't have a love shaft. Bye-bye. I'm not... Uh, <laughs> Bye-bye. Lovely jacket. In 1838, <laughs> oh god! Uh, it's other like when they was, cry now. I have, I've, yeah, I've generally we'll observed that a love shaft pierces through 999 hearts at once. So you Blimey. see, now that is not uh, that cannot be dirty because no, it's superhuman. <laughs> because obviously, it's Cupid's love arrow. Mm. love shaft that's what it is that's so there's no there's no dirty meaning i don't think there's ever been for love shaft uh it's the um you know it's it's the sounds like the name of a great uh, detective program um but um but we're gonna move to uh one of that so last week was it last week? Last week, yeah. I said to the listeners, because they're, they, they're very good at finding me audio, Dora. They find uh, all sorts Just of various versions of things. Snuffling out stuff on the yeah. internet. Yes. Well, that, okay. that's always Does it have doing. to be audio? <laughs> no, I get all sorts sent to me. <laughs> yeah. I'd realised there's some really rare footage of Richard Tauber that I'd love to see again. <laughs> <laughs> squinting mm. um yeah no so, so i said last week uh the obviously the the top of most lists of love songs is i will always love you take your daughter to <laughs> right did you know i mean obviously you know uh i will always love you made super famous by Whitney Houston as in she got to number one for a very long time it was wicked famous wicked it was famous. wicked famous David <laughs> but uh, but of course Dolly Parton wrote it she did and did you know in 1974 when she wrote she wrote it 
uh, on the same day she wrote Jolene. That's a good day. That's right? a very valuable day. That's a I good mean, that's day. That's a day worth one. <laughs> 50 million do you reckon probably yeah she did very interestingly so like she she wanted um uh when it, when it came out a lot of people wanted to do versions of it uh, including elvis and elvis said i'd like to do a version of the song and dolly was like oh wow elvis doing it that'd be great oh wow i can't do dolly button and no. um <laughs> she's very hard to do she is really curiously hard. sexless woman actually is she well, I had a girl. <laughs> um, but her, uh, uh, not here, her, Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, uh, told Dolly that it's standard procedure for the songwriter to sign over half of the publishing rights to any song that Elvis recorded. Yeah, That's he was standard. a He was That's a good businessman, I think. Yeah, well, flipping ruthless. Uh, yeah, that's another way of saying he was a complete <laughs> Exactly. So Dolly said, "No, I don't want to do that." And um and she was she was uh, partly disappointed. She would quite like to hear Elvis. I mean Elvis could have done a good version. But um he would have wrecked it. But then he would have ruined it. When Whitney's version came out, uh she then said uh, I made enough money to buy Graceland, so didn't feel so bad. <laughs> wow, she was uh, a good businesswoman. She was, but uh, but not Is. a bucket of no, certainly. no, certainly. exactly, exactly. She's uh, yeah, and uh, and well loved and respected and everything. I've been um, to Dollywood, a wonderful place. Have you? Yeah. What What is in Dollywood? Do you really Is want it to just know? pictures of yes i do <laughs> it's it's a theme park yeah there are roller coasters are there yeah in it's a, a lot theme. of fun with a lot of rednecks on them <laughs> but she tried to recreate her childhood home in pigeon forge Tennessee, pigeon forge where she where grew they up. used to forge it was a, pigeons yes <laughs> in in america there are no indigenous pigeons they all had to be cast by hand <laughs> in a pigeon forge wow which is pointless because then they just try and eradicate them as vermin <laughs> they have to have something to to eradicate them. complete waste of time but of yeah. course it created jobs yeah exactly <laughs> uh, so she tried to recreate her childhood home in the mountains right in the smoky mountains smoky yeah Edmonton. <laughs> and she had a lot of artisanal, is that the word? Craftsmen. <laughs> Certainly is, yes. Working, making beautiful handmade musical instruments. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like what kind of instruments? Like slide guitar y things and oh, banjos okay. and mandolins and things like that. Nice, all of the strings. And blowing glass, all the artisanal business. Blowing glass. She had an, an eagle breeding program you could watch <laughs> and wow it was it was a it's a hard thing to say but it was a theme park with a soul okay nice and i once spoke to graham norton and he agreed none of this is funny but it's true <laughs> and well, when i went a, there yeah there was a festival of world music which absolutely no one was paying any attention to. They were going on the rides. Oh. And for a laugh, 
We went into the main theatre where what we thought would be hilarious, the Ukrainian yes. entry was, was playing. Yes. A band called Uzori. Oh. U-Z-O-R-Y. U-Z-O-R-Y. And <laughs> they were incredible. They were the, they were the best folk ensemble in Ukraine. They played with the state orchestra. Oh, wow. And they were playing amazing music to about four people. And the only time they perked up was when they sang You Are My Sunshine. Oh, nice. <laughs> because apparently it's a traditional Ukrainian folk song or something. What? Apparently. <laughs> so the lady was saying, You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. <laughs> but the rest was very good, and I bought a CD of theirs. Wow. I went Have to a a, I went to see a Ukrainian band very recently. I went to see Daka Braka, uh, who were um, amazing. I love uh-huh. them. Go, yeah. go and check out Daka Braka. While you can, David. Yeah, while exactly. you can. While you can. Isn't it? Because yeah. while you can. It's yeah. terrible trouble times, I it think, is. You know, it, in the world. And it, it, it awful is. business. I met Putin once. Did you? Um <laughs> Yeah, all I'm saying is there's a reason why he didn't release his hotel tape of Trump. <laughs> I've got a battered old VHS. <laughs> and when I say battered, oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> like, as in like a fish and chip shop. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I asked people to find the me versions. radio. Go on. Of I, of I Will Always Love You. And um, as usual, uh, Martin came through for me. Martin sent me uh, a, a plethora of uh, versions. How many is a plethora? Uh, it's about seven, is it not? <laughs> I think it's seven. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> um, so I've got a little medley now of uh, some of the best versions of I Will Always Love You that are out there. Uh, starting with, just so you understand what the sound is at the beginning, the Texas Chainsaw Orchestra uh, from 1997. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fun, fun, fun sounds. Can you imagine the whole album of this? Uh, here we go. And I'll tell you what the others are afterwards. Here we go. No, oh, hang on. <laughs> Oh. oh yeah. Oh wow. so beautiful oh, David oh God. <laughs> it's really it's really doing something to me so goodbye <laughs> please don't cry we both know it's the guy of goodness need. gracious me <laughs>
Hey. That's, That's good. That's got me in the mood. Definitely. <laughs> Amazing how it works in all those different genres. So uh, the second one we had there, which was the first sort of uh, punky one, was a band called Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is named after a children's book. <laughs> uh, and it's a punk super group uh, from San Francisco uh, consisting of Spike Slauson, uh, yeah. from the record label Fat Mike from NoFX yeah and Joey Cape and Dave Rawn from Lagwagon yeah <laughs> now mortgage advisors yeah <laughs> 95 that was um, and then we had the dance version there which was Sarah Washington uh, from Britain Sarah Washington is a high NRG singer it was a very high NRG very and- high it takes a certain it's a it's it's sort of like when people hit i don't know uh you know a landmark age like 40 or 50 yeah and they're like i'm gonna do it guys i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna skydive (laughs) and you think oh don't do that uh yeah so that was that was in the 90s uh that version I mean, there were several versions of uh, dance versions of I Will Always Love You, but that one was the most famous. Everyone knows that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, It got to number 12 on the singles chart. Uh, And later that year, she did a dance version of Careless Whisper. (laughs) Wait, what? Which, yeah, which only peaked at 45. Not not quite so successful. And that Um, was the Amazingly. Uh, And then we had the beautiful sound of uh of pan pipes from the bb band uh from belgium um, that was really the one David. that's the one that isn't really it? cut through for me <laughs> studio <laughs> session band the bb band uh for something budget covers label bmc <laughs> loved it the uh, bmc beautiful music collection that's what they're, they're called uh then we had the lounge version from the axel boys quartet uh from denmark uh that do lots of easy listening versions of things and finally we had the metal version by the melodica brothers uh joe and dave uh a lot of daves and joes aren't there there are a lot i know it's disappointing Uh, uh italian youtuber musicians oh dear uh, yeah, they 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 specialize in popular songs in the opposite style. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> so what's the opposite style? All right, what's the opposite style? Yeah, of jazz. Uh, 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 well, the thing is, is metal kind of is the opposite of almost everything else, isn't it? So you could just do that. But it's the opposite of music. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, <laughs> thrash metal, and then they do lo- lovely acoustic versions of 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 like you know Metallica and stuff like that. What's the opposite of reggae? Thrash metal. So that is that uh, all we've got for today. But next week. We're going to go even deeper. Do you want me back next week? Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Do you want me front as well? (laughs) 
we'll, we'll, we'll be back for an even deeper dive into oh. the world of love and romance. I've got some very romantic audio to play you, to play everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, and we'll have a, a, a little bit of, of, of everything. There's some, some, some amazing uh, things I've got next week. So uh, do tune in. But also, I would say, um, do join up to uh, on Patreon. Do You can support... Not Patreon. You can skip this. Sorry. I, I, when I get to this bit of the podcast, I just <laughs> press stop. I'd only say... Yeah, you can just skip it. On Kofi Coffee... Co hyphen uh, fi dot com slash audio freaks. Uh, there is you can become a member on a tier, and then you can get the bonus podcast for just you know if, even if you're on the lowest tier, you get the bonus podcast. And the bonus podcast last time I said, oh, it'll be just extended more talk about the stuff that we did, but it wasn't. We did the first one and it was all new and it was all new stuff. And it will be from now on because I keep finding too much audio to, to put into just one podcast. Amazing. So uh, do no one's do listening do now. One person. Nobody listens to this bit. OK, they've stopped. You really should, because no. it, I've got some no. amazing stuff already planned for the bonus for this one. So, um, uh, well, yeah, do do go and, and uh, have a look and um, spread the word and, and remember to, to hashtag audio freaks and all that stuff. Can I end with yes. a Valentine's poem that yes. I wrote for you? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? <laughs> David. Yeah. Yes. Roses are red, violets are blue. Do you want to f*** me? <laughs> well, that's very modern uh, so poetry. Yes, yeah, very simple. modern. Uh, the, I like the... Uh, I don't, yeah. Is it a haiku? <laughs> it's not, is it? Be whatever you want. <laughs> Could be. Would I have done better with a limerick? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's very old-fashioned, uh, and uh, I like the modern style. That's very good. Uh, so uh, we're going to so end there. So we're going to end there, and uh, we'll find out next week. <laughs> yeah. What is the Whether answer? You did. Yeah. So what is love? <laughs> Whether you did. Where is love? Where? Well, this has been another wonderful failed experiment for your podcast. <laughs> Uh, and goodbye. Goodbye. You're a super freak, audio freak. This has been a Swanburst Media production. <laughs> <laughs>